You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of a combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello and welcome to Trucking 101, surviving your first year. My name is Rick and beside me is my lovely wife, Melissa. Today we're going to do the second part of our uh, episode, episodes all about the lifestyle of trucking. We have a lot to cover, so let's go ahead and get started here and get this second part finished up. Okay, uh, last week we talked about uh, parking, eating, cooking, uh, and uh, I apologize, but I don't remember the other thing that we talked about, but we didn't get to finish up with bathroom showering and professional courtesy, so that's going to be the second part of today's show. Um, It may be a shorter show, I'm not sure how long it's going to go, but it may go a little short because we only have a little bit left to cover, but we'll just, uh, we'll see how it goes. We're going to start out with, we're going to go back to uh, Russ Morgan, and he's going to talk about bathrooms and showering. Hi Russ, how's it going? Good guys, man, I Ah, it's been one of those nights, you know. I knew I was supposed to be on here at nine o'clock, and uh, of course, I'm sitting there free to lay with a. Uh, how do I clean this up? There's a cluster going on here. How about that? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, bathrooms and showering uh, on the road. Um, uh, matter of fact, something I'm fixing to go do here in just a second. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, most of your showers out here on the road, um, you know, you can get them at uh, almost any truck stop, anywhere from uh, the big ones to the little mom and pop place. Uh, they're usually free with, uh, well, now they have a uh, reward card system like almost everybody does. Um, but um, reward card system, and you know when you fuel, uh, you get a free shower. Um, I usually fuel at uh, Pilot Flying J. That's where I get my biggest fuel discounts. And after, I think it's 500 gallons now. I think after 500 gallons, I get unlimited showers for the month. So I can go catch a shower every day. Um, yep. So, uh, and then uh, every now and then, I'm, you know, if I'm at a, um, uh, you know, another place and I don't have a free shower, I'll pay for one. And they range between... Uh, some of the mom and pop places are five bucks. Some of the big places are fourteen, fifteen dollars. So, but yep. uh, get out, get out of the truck and wash your nasty ass. I know I'm <laughs> tired of going to these. I'm tired of going to truck stops and smelling, um, you know, all the drivers around me when I'm sitting down trying to eat dinner. Uh, it's yeah. it, you know it's terrible. Um, you know, bare bare minimum. I mean, I mean, I hit one uh, uh, sometimes every day, uh, but I mean, bare minimum every other day, I get one. You know, if I'm riding in the air conditioner, riding in the cold, what have you, you know, I may not be sweating that much, and I may not be getting real funky, but I promise you, every other day, I am knocking the dust off my backside. Can you know, it's got to be done, and it's and it's so easy to do out here. It's so easy to do. It is. Uh, you know, and uh, I know. Um, uh, you know, all the pilot flying J's have upgraded all their uh, showers. I mean, they've got, well, they're, you, you know, they're really nice. Uh, I took one here in a, 
uh, a petrol not too long ago, and I mean it had uh, obviously been updated. You know, I mean they're they're they're, they're not usually nice facilities. They usually you know take care of them. Uh, you know, you get uh, uh, you know they give you a towel, a bath mat, usually soap, stuff like that. There's absolutely no reason to not, to not go knock the dust off your ass. Yeah, so the rest <laughs> of us don't have to smell you. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to give the disclaimer. Uh, this is the part of the show where we're going to get really real with you guys. We're going to tell you how it actually is out here. So I should have said that before yeah. we started talking, but we are going to continue down that line because it needs to be said. Now, yeah. as, oh, as, amen. as part of the, part of the, uh, the shower, uh, do you, ha- do you have uh, special shoes that you take in the shower? Um, yeah, I, I do have a set of shower shoes. Um, like I said, usually with the way they clean them, you know what, every once in a while I forget to leave them in the truck. And, I, and I've never had a problem. I've never caught any kind of uh, uh, fungus or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do have a pair of, pair of flip-flops that, you know, that sometimes I'll wear in there. But, like I said, with the way they clean these showers and stuff now uh, and with the the level, I don't, you know, here a few years ago, I don't want to – Maybe I don't know if I want to name any names, but there was a pretty big truck stop that, man, theirs were freaking nasty. And it got to where yeah. I wouldn't even, you know, I, I always had my shower shoes when I went in there, and and then it got to where I even quit going. I mean, I didn't even want to go into the bathroom uh, in those places. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, it's changed, uh, uh, and uh, I, I guess they got enough to plank, you know, because, uh, like I said, it got to yeah. where I wouldn't even go in them. Uh, so... And like I said, uh, you know, most everywhere I've been here lately, um, you know, even took a, I, I don't remember where I was, but even took a shower at a mom and pop place and uh, ended up paying for it. And uh, I, that was one of the cheapest ones I'd paid for here in a while, and it, and it was like five bucks, uh, uh-huh. which is, you know, well, well worth it for a shower. And I mean, you know, I don't mind paying $15 for a shower because, you know, when I get funky, I want to knock the dust off. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can, you can also get a... Uh, Shower, and this doesn't apply too much to the company drivers, but uh, when you buy 50 gallons of fuel, you get you, you can get a shower. So like if like you go if you want to go to a Petro, and you don't use them a lot or a TA, uh, you can for 50 bucks or yeah 50 gallons of fuel, which you have to buy fuel anyway. And and what we do right. is we, uh, we we figure out if it's cheaper to pay for the shower. Sometimes it is cheaper to pay for the shower. You know, with the fuel discounts for owner operators, it's it's cheaper to pay for the shower than it is to get to to do the 50 gallons of fuel. Right, but for company drivers, they don't have to worry about that. So if you have room in your tank and you got a loyalty card, get the 50 gallons, you get a free shower. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. We had and uh, go ahead. We had the when you were talking about the mom and pops. Uh, one of the nicest uh, showers we've been in was in right outside of uh, Wichita, Kansas, a mm. place called the the Newell. Newell Travel had, Center. It, yeah. yeah, and they had uh, remodeled their whole travel center, and, and it, uh, it it beautiful showers. They had these big uh, what do they call them waterfall showers. Shower, uh, rain rain showers. Yeah, ra- rain showers where you could stand there, and literally the whole ceiling was. Uh, yeah, there's actually with the shower two- head. There are two truck stops in Kansas that have the rain showers. One of them is that one on 135. Uh, it's at the Newton. It's in Newton at the Newell Travel Plaza. I don't remember what the exit is. 
but it's the only it's the only big travel plaza there. It is the Newell Travel Plaza, and they have awesome showers. Uh, they do the fuel thing like most people do, and they have I think their Ambest is their loyalty card. And then there's a Petro. Um, what city in is that Petro in? Salina. In Salina, Kansas, they also have awesome showers. Not only do they have rain showers, they have TVs in the bathrooms. It's right TVs there in the mirror. Built into the mirrors. Yeah. yeah. They usually have Law and Order on, which is weird, but I don't know. It's it's pretty cool to have a TV in the bathroom. <laughs> do they have Law and Order SVU on? That would really be weird. <laughs> I don't know. It it they just have you know that channel that plays Law and Order like constantly. That's the channel they always have on. Right. It's USA. Yeah, USA. But yeah, there's a lot of really, yeah. really nice places with really, really nice showers. Uh and we like to uh get to those whenever we can. But most of them are, are in are in decent shape. The whole uh shower shoes thing, I think that's a personal preference. Some people might be a little weird about it. I am. I'll never go out in a public shower without shoes. That's just that's me. I think Rick's the Rick's the same way. And uh every once in a while, you know, we like to get a hotel room. To get out of the truck, so we'll find a hotel that has truck parking. That's where you make use of your uh, your next exit guide and maybe even your uh, GPS. You just find a hotel that yeah. has truck parking and like maybe take a 34-hour reset just just for a nice little change. You know, it's not really expensive, especially if they have a CDL discount, which a lot of these places do. So just that's just a couple of options when it comes to showering. Um, now you and Becky. You ran a, you ran as a team at one point. Did that present any challenges when it when it came to time? Because I know that Rick and I know they like to run teams very hard. Yeah, we um uh we never got over uh you know other than downhill. I mean, our top speed as a team was sixty miles an hour, and um, we were seven thousand plus miles a week every week. So uh, yeah, we ran pretty hard. Uh, Actually, um, we uh, we didn't have too many problems with shower. Every now and then, um, you know, like during the middle of my shift, I'd stop somewhere and uh, you know, and run in and take a shower real quick and what have you. A lot of times, we could, like I said, if we were stopped at night or what have you, uh, we'd go in together and, and uh, grab a shower. Sometimes, uh, being husband and wife, sometimes together if the shower, if, you know, if, all, if you had to wait for showers. It's, yeah, um, and then sometimes, you know, we'd get separate showers, whatever. But um, and that's another thing I, I have noticed. If you go in there at night, you know, you may have to wait, especially if you're at one of the bigger uh, truck stops. You know, we've got a couple hundred parking spots. Uh, seems like everybody wants to get their shower uh, at night. So mm-hmm. I've kind of learned some of the different truck stops that, uh, you know, if I want to I get a shower today and I'm going to park at one of these big truck stops and I don't want to stand in line all night, uh, you know, I stop somewhere during the middle of the day and run in, uh-huh. you know, there's no line, no line for the shower, boom, 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 right in, you know, I'm in and out in a half hour. Um, you know, and now since you have, since we have our 30 minute uh, regulated waste of time, that's, you know, that's a lot of times <laughs> yeah, what I'll do. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just about to, I was just about to mention that, the, the tip about timing, that's really good. It seems like right at night, they're very busy and in the morning. So if you stop in the middle of the day, you won't have to wait for a shower most of the time. Um, And uh, the half-hour break, when me and Rick are still running as a team, and when we were running a dedicated run, it was averaging 5,500 miles a week, but that was an average. So some weeks it was 6,500, and some weeks it was 4,500. 
weeks, and it averaged out to 5,500. So on the 6,500-mile weeks, uh, it was tough because the, they had us scheduled so tight. It was just it was just ridiculous. But right about that time, they instituted the half-hour break, and that's that's when it got really easy. So I just I just pulled over for my half-hour break. I ran in and I got my shower, and and I was good to go. So I, I actually liked the half-hour break. It helped me out a lot. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I enjoy it too. I mean, it gets me out of the truck and uh, and playing with the dog, which I mean, I, which I do anyway. But you know, I know all right. I gotta you know I gotta mess around here for a half hour. So you know, I mean, we'll take a you know we'll take a thirty minute walk, or you know, if it's my shower day, I'll go knock a shower out, and you know, and then we'll take a big walk or something like that later. But you know, that's uh, I'm uh, I'm you know I'm gonna run over to our yard. That's that's another benefit we have is we you know we have yards all over creation. So, you know, uh, we can slide into our yard. They do a real good job cleaning the showers. They're nice. They're big. They, you know, um, so, uh, you know, I'm in there quite a bit. matter of fact, I'm going to do a shower and laundry. I think you talked about laundry. I don't know if you talked about it on the last show or what, but I got a pile of it. It's got to be done. So, uh, but, yeah, that's uh, a, a good thing about being uh, leased on to a big company is, you know, um, uh, you know, the nice showers, nice laundry facilities and so on and so forth. Yeah, um, I don't know about Schneider, but I wasn't too impressed with Warner's shower facilities. Maybe they've made some changes since we left there, but when we were there, I just wasn't impressed. Uh, so I, I never really took advantage of their showers because I didn't like them. But uh, uh, recommendation from Russ, anybody who's interested, Schneider apparently has very nice showers. So there's a there's a um, a recommendation from Russ on Schneider. Yep, you know they're not fancy, but I mean they're uh, you know they're nice, they're kept clean, and uh, you know they keep them uh, updated and what have you. So you know, I mean um, I've been in some whole lot fancier ones in uh, truck stops, but uh, hey, you know I mean it's a decent, clean, you know, good size shower. So yeah, yep, no complaints. <laughs> and for for those of you out there that are for it's some kind of crazy situation where you feel just feel like you absolutely can't stop and shower, like your dispatch is pushing you that hard. Uh, number one, I would you know try to find a different carrier because if you don't have time to stop and take a shower, especially as a solo driver when you get a 10-hour break every day. I mean that's just crazy. But as a team, you can get running so hard constantly where the truck never stops. You can't get in a situation where you don't feel like you have time to shower. And there's solutions for that. Uh, I would like to recommend baby wipes. Get a whole bunch of baby wipes from Walmart and just, you know, clean yourself up and change your clothes every day. You'd be surprised what that gets you. I mean, you don't you don't have to run around in the same set of clothes for a whole week uh, and and be looking like it. If 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 you don't have time to shower, you can still look presentable by cleaning up and changing your clothes. And smell presentable. Right. And smell presentable if you didn't hear that. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my little tip for our teams. Yeah, it, yeah, it would look like I, uh, uh, it looked like I walked out of a mud hole if I was in clothes any, you know, any longer than two days. I mean, uh, you know, the other day I was under my truck, and I mean. I, I I got back clothes that I wear just to go under the truck, and wasn't hadn't had them on any time. And I mean, it looked like I had you know just tackled the underneath of the truck. I mean, I I looked like death warmed over, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah, you are right about the baby wipes. I, uh, I do that uh, even with the every other day thing. You know, I, I you know I hit baby wipes and what have you, and and I don't know why I didn't think about that earlier, but yeah, I mean I'll hit baby wipes and uh, yeah, uh, baby wipes and change clothes and yeah, it makes you uh, especially when it's hot out. You know, it makes me feel a lot better. I sleep better. Oh yeah, for sure. Me too. Yeah. Uh, you have any uh, stories about people that you've seen doing some crazy things when it comes to staying clean on the road? Oh. Oh, I, you know what? I'm glad you remind me of that because I think we talked about. Well, well yes. Um, I, I think I'm pretty sure Becky and I were still teaming, and we were, we pulled into one of the bigger truck stops. I think it was a pilot. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, anyway, there was a guy. He was taking a shower in the fuel island. No joke. <laughs> promise. I mean, he had the shampoo. He had the soap. He was standing out there in what looked like a pair of swimming trunks. And, you know, a lot of them have the, uh, uh, you know, the water hoses so you can spray off your windshield and what have you. You know, it's the middle of the summer. And, yeah, no joke, as he's fueling his truck, he's washing his hair, he's washing his ass. I mean, it's the whole nine yards. And, yeah, in the fuel island. So. Oh, my God. No, that's pathetic. Yeah. That is truly pathetic. I, I really don't understand. I mean... I can I can give a team some understanding because I understand how hard they run you, but a solo driver when you get a ten hour break every day, I just don't understand it. How can you not shower? No, no, I don't get it either. And you know what? I I think I think we t- had taken a picture of. It. Of course, it's been years ago, but yeah, that was uh, probably one of the craziest things I've seen. Uh, you know, shower wise out here is. Uh, um, yeah, he was in the fuel island fueling his truck and washing himself at the same time. <laughs> well, we talked a lot about don't be that guy last week, so don't be that guy, please. You have you can yes, shower exactly. out here very easily as a solo driver. Uh, you have plenty of showers with the loyalty cards. You don't have to pay for them most of the time. There's pilots and keys and flying jays and petros everywhere. So, uh, yeah, please. Take a shower. It's really not that hard. It really isn't. Yes. Exactly. So, it's definitely not that hard. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the big topic that I think that is a huge problem out here. Is, uh, it's uh, going to the bathroom. A, a lot of guys don't use uh, the facilities when they're when they're in uh, when they're parked in certain places. Even if the place has a facility, they don't use it. So why don't, why don't you just give us your opinion on that and tell us what you think? Um, I absolutely hate walking through a stinking parking lot, and I, if, especially during the summer, if you've been a truck driver for any length of time and had to walk from the back of the parking lot to the front of the parking lot, I don't need to say anything else because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, it, it, it smells like a urinal that hadn't been cleaned in six months. Uh, you know, get off your lazy butt and walk inside. Um, you know, I mean, it's not that difficult to, you know, to crawl out of the truck and go, you know, and I see people, all, uh, uh, okay, I'm going to get a little gross here, but uh, the other night, um, uh, I had Becky on the truck with me, uh, I don't know if y'all know, her truck went down, uh, anyway, yeah. I went to get Becky, um, had her on the truck with me, and she said, come here and look at this, she said, what is that, and, I, and I, somebody had taken a dump, no joke. Had oh. defecated between yes, 
between the cab and the drives of the tractor. Oh. Yeah. In a parking lot. Hmm. You know, yeah. we weren't, you know, it wasn't 100 yards. It, it probably wasn't 25, 30 yards to the door. Um, uh-huh. and, and matter of fact, that's uh, that's where I picked her. Uh, she was in that parking lot, uh, in the parking lot where she'd broken down, uh, and it was a TA. And I think uh, Green, is it Greenwood? Yeah, Green. No, Greenville, Tennessee, is where it was in Greenville, Tennessee. And yep, right there on the ground. Uh, I, you know, I mean, it's not that far to go inside. It's really uh-huh. not. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that and the that and the pee bottles everywhere. You know, if they're gonna pee in the pee bottle, take it to the grass, dump it out, throw it away. Uh-huh. Don't just throw yeah. them everywhere. Uh-huh. You, you know, yeah, that drives that, that drives me absolutely insane. Also, you know, absolutely insane. Yeah, uh, the, for them to do the that. Other thing, Russ, do what? The other thing is uh, the guys who apparently don't realize that that there are women out here driving trucks that stand in the parking lots in broad daylight and take a leak next to their trucks. Women? Not not women. They they don't realize oh, that women, that women are women out here. Oh, women see them. Okay, yeah. yes. I got yeah. you. And and you know, and I, I have women that too. And, more time, yeah, I have witnessed that more oh. times than I would like to. Oh, I'm sure you have. Becky witnessed it here recently in one of our yards. And I and I I'm sorry, I have witnessed a woman. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she yeah, she was up on the back of her tractor. Standing on the catwalk. Well, not squatting wow. on the catwalk, but you know, I, it's not that far to go inside. Yeah, really. But I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, but you look at the parking. You know, I pull into a truck stop, especially if it's a little bit late, and I go, "Man, I'm not gonna be able to park in here, man." You know, everybody's in the aisles, everybody's here, everybody's there. I go around to the back, man. You, you can get back there, square dance the trucks. There's, there'll be, you know, three or four open holes, all next to each other. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. everybody wants to park right up front, uh, you know, uh, so they can, I got that quick walk inside. Uh, yep. You know, it's ridiculous. Get, get off your lazy butt and walk inside. Yep. It, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It, it, it drives me insane. Yeah, you women shouldn't have to, you know, shouldn't have to see them. I shouldn't have to see that from, uh-huh. you know, yeah. even a guy out there paying or anything else, you know. Um, so, you know, and it, to me, it's a, you know, complete lack of, uh, uh, you know, of respect for the facility. Um, I don't know if y'all saw that picture I put up here a while back of where all the chicken was dumped at that one, that big facility. But I mean, that whole facility had, um, yeah, you know, pee bottles everywhere, trash, and I, yeah, I, I don't know even how many pee bottles I counted. Uh, right on, mm. right where that chicken was, I, and there was enough chicken that was dumped there. No joke, it would have filled up the bed of a small pickup. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I, you know, it's just a complete lack of respect by, uh, you know, all these drivers that, you, you know, uh, dump crap everywhere. One of uh, this, I think it's in Michigan. There's a little mom-and-pop truck stop that I'll stop in every now and then. Like I said, I'm pretty sure it's in Michigan. They have signs everywhere. When you pull in this thing, 
telling you, you are on video camera, and if you dump here, you will be prosecuted. And you know what? That place is clean. I get out. The parking lot doesn't reek. Uh, I go and play with the dog, and we can go play over in the grass and what have you, and don't have pee bottles and trash and crap to uh, have to dodge. I, I wish the big ones would start doing that. Hey, you know what? You're on video. You dump. You throw your crap on the ground. We're going to come after you. Now, if there's a uh, Flying J in Georgia on uh, 85, I believe it is, going towards uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and it same as the one you're talking about, they have signs up, and as soon as you come in, they have a big sign right there that says exactly what you said, that you're on video, and if you dump your trash or do anything else, you will be prosecuted, and you're right. That place is spotless. Yeah, there's a truck stop in Phoenix, Arizona. It's the Danny's uh, Big Rig... Uh, resort, Danny's Big Rig Resort. I don't know if they have cameras, but they have all the signs everywhere, and they have security patrolling the parking lot. It's also very clean. Yeah. Uh, so I'll tell you, uh, going back to witnessing guys do this, which uh, this is something I should nobody, nobody should see, especially women. I'll tell you the worst one that I saw, and I'm just it was dark because I couldn't see any detail. We pulled up on the scale to weigh our truck after picking up a load. And there was a guy parked next to the scale because it was late at night and people get creative when they're parking. So he parked next to the scale, and I pulled up on the scale, and he opens up his passenger door and just lets it fly. And I'm sitting right there. I'm just glad it was dark so I couldn't see. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was the worst one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not funny, but, you know, I mean, it's funny now that we're all just talking about it. But It's funny, it's funny now. I, it's, it was Five minutes after it happened, but I still couldn't believe it happened. It's, it's pathetic, is what it is. It's yeah. Pathetic. Yeah, yeah. It, and he yeah, was. It is. He was right. It. He was right near the front. I mean, he was maybe fifty feet from the door to go to the bathroom. And he was dressed. I mean, it's not like he wasn't dressed. It's it's just it's so lazy. It's it's ridiculously lazy. So we'll just go back to the don't be that guy thing. And um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I understand that sometimes you may get in a situation where you need to use, where you're in a place on the road and you need to have a bathroom and there is no bathroom and you have to get creative. Um, I know a lot when it comes to teaming, like Rick will be driving, I'll wake up and there won't be a bathroom around for like 50 miles. And it's, you know, it's an emergency. So, I mean... I have my own little system that I set up here, but I'm not I'm not gross with it. I mean, I do my thing. I do not throw it out the window. I do not dump it out the window. I dispose of it properly, okay? Uh, I have to do that because I am nowhere near a bathroom, okay? But if you have to do that, just don't be gross about it. Dispose of it properly. I mean, you don't have to throw it out the window or dump it out the window or anything like that. Yeah, it's you know it, it, you bring up a good point. Uh, something that I, I mean I haven't. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it still happens, but um, there used to be a couple of truck stops that I would end up having to go in. Let me tell you what I would not want to be a female driver and have to park at this place. Um, but they do make um, um, uh, they make what's called a lady Johnny for female pilots. You know, if you're in a 172, you know, you just don't pull over and go to the bathroom. Uh, but they make a lady Johnny for, uh, you know, for that. And, but anyway, for some, you know, for some of these women to wake up in the middle of the night and to have to walk into the restroom, um, I, I would highly recommend that 
just for the simple fact of some of these truck stops, uh, uh, even that one, there's that one in Atlanta. I mean, there's crackheads running around everywhere. You know, I, as a woman, I, I know I wouldn't want to walk up there. I know if Becky ends up having, well, I don't, she doesn't park there anymore, but I mean, you know, she wouldn't walk in at night. So, uh, yeah, I would recommend something like your little system there and then, uh, uh, you know, and then dispose of it properly, you know, the next morning or whatever. Right. I mean, you just go to the camping section of any store or search camping online, and they have all kinds of stuff that you can use. Just, you know, you can do this. You can take care of emergency situations or situations where you don't feel safe walking inside. Um, and you can go to the bathroom, and you don't have to get outside the truck and pee on the ground or pee in a bottle and then throw it outside the truck for people to look at, which is just lovely. Thank you very much, those of you that do it. Ugh. Yeah, but you can you can take care of things without without being gross. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so any other uh Tips or suggestions on uh, going to the bathroom and showering? Uh, you know, I think I've covered it from what I can uh, from what I can remember. I'm glad I, I'm glad you remember the uh, the showering story, so it reminded me of the fuel island. That's still hilarious. Wish we had wish we had that on video. <laughs> I bet his company would have been proud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that's oh, okay. it. All right, awesome. Thank you very much, Russ, and thanks for uh, keeping it real. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, hey, you, you know I don't. Uh, you know I'm not going to pull my punches. I'm going to say what I think. <laughs> that's why. That's why we had you cover that, this topic. That's what, that's what this show is all about. Right. We want guys to understand what's going on out here, and and we want to help them to become respectful truck drivers. I mean, that's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to trying to fill these guys in on what. People think about them when they act like these monkeys. These guys, you know. I mean, I'm gonna go with monkeys. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's ridiculous, and it's easy enough. I mean, you wouldn't go pee in your mother's yard <laughs> in front of her. Don't do it in front of somebody else's mother or somebody else's wife, or in front of of, of other men. You know, I mean, I yeah. don't, I'm just like you. I don't want to see that crap. You know, and I don't want to certainly don't want to smell it. So right. be be a respectful, you know, part of the trucking community. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get back to or trying to get to where we can be respected as a as a group. You know, instead of yeah, I mean, the people in the truck stops they hate truck drivers because of the stuff we're talking about right now, and they treat us like they hate us. You know, and and. There's no reason why we should have to be treated like that, except for these these few drivers that get out here and just can't seem to control themselves. And that's what we're we're trying to help them do is is, is learn to control themselves and understand who who they are. And we also want you to know that we understand where you are. We understand the problems that you face. Everything that 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 we talked about. We're not just going to be like you know somebody that doesn't know what it's like out here and just be like, just go to the bathroom. We understand you will get in situations where there is no bathroom, but you can take care of it without, you know, defecating on the ground, peeing on the ground, peeing in a bottle or and throwing it on the ground and just creating just a sea of pee bottles along the interstate, which is basically our scenery nowadays. 
So we understand where you are, but there are ways to take care of it without uh, polluting, I guess, okay. would be the word. So thank you very much for your time, Rush. And Sorry, y'all are quite welcome anytime. All right, and we'll talk to you on another show. Okay. All right. Next, next part of our show is the end of the lifestyle of trucking. It doesn't cover any particular topic like we've been doing so far, but we are going to cover the general topic of professional courtesy. And Jason Dirksen is going to come on and talk to us about professional courtesy. Hello, Jason. How are you? Well, I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Doing great. Sure. Well, good. It's good to talk to you again. And uh yeah, I've been listening to what you've been talking about there and I uh I don't know where it is in our society where we've gotten so far away from just common decency. Um you know, we talk about prof- being professional out here on the road. And a lot of times it's not so much professional as it is just being decent, just being a decent human being. Um <laughs> And, and conducting yourself properly, you know we uh, we we definitely want to be professional on the road, and we want because this is our profession. You know, we're, this is how we make our money. It's how we what we have to do to, in order to make a living, in order to pay our bills, in order to have the things that we want to have. And so, it's it's the the thing that we do to to be able to uh, to fulfill ourselves or to be able to fulfill the needs that we have. And so it is our profession, and we ought to be professional in what we do. And, uh, you know, we think about it in trucking, and, you know, you think about it in the business world, and, you know, you say someone who is a professional, you know, you think of a a nice suit and a tie or maybe just a sharp shirt, a pair of slacks and a nice pair of dress shoes, uh, things like that. But, you know, this type of industry, you know, we we uh, have a little bit different demands. We're not in an office environment. We're in and out of the truck. We're up and down on on top of it, uh, depending on what type of truck you drive. Um, you know, a flatbed, you'll be throwing chains and straps. If you pull in a tanker, you might be hooking up hoses and and things like that. And uh, so it's not always the cleanest, like an office environment, but uh, we still still can be professional. You know, being professional doesn't mean that you're that you uh, always have to have the the absolute sharpest looking truck. It has to be absolutely spotless, no dirt on it anywhere, you know, completely polished. And and it's nice to do that, and we ought to take care of all the equipment we have. But you know, sometimes it it doesn't always happen that way. You know, we drive through the slut the slush and the snow and the mud and all of those kind of things. And uh, just because the truck is gets dirty, or just because you're out there working and your your clothes get a little bit dirty and doesn't mean that you're still not professional and can't act professional and conduct yourself professionally. I've seen a lot of truck drivers at different uh, facilities, whether they're loading or unloading, even at truck stops, and where they got, you know, they got their their pants all dirty because they've been out there working. Maybe they had to climb under the truck or something, but they still conduct themselves professionally, and they don't act like a slob while they do it. You know, just because that your clothes might get dirty doesn't mean that you're a slob necessarily as long as you conduct yourself properly you know we we uh see the stereotype or hear the stereotype of uh you know the truck driver comes into the customer and he's got his baggy sweatpants on or maybe he's got a pair of of shorts he's got his flip-flops and a ripped up t-shirt and it's all untucked and he he looks like an absolute slob and he comes in there and he's cussing at the 
at the the ladies in the office, when are they going to unload my blankety blank truck? And and you know he's got this attitude here, and that's the uh, the stereotype that a lot of people have about a truck driver, because we've got a few in the industry that are going to conduct themselves like that. That they're not even going to try to look presentable. They're not even going to try to do those things. And it's 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 really a shame. And you know when you see that kind of stuff, sometimes you just got to stop and shake your head. My word, how can uh, you know <laughs> what's going to happen to our industry with this kind of representation? Just crazy. But uh, usually, usually those guys. Go ahead, Jason. No, I'm listening. Okay. I said usually those guys are uh, are pretty much on their way out anyway. Their their attitude is like that because not only are they unprofessional in the way they carry themselves, but they're also unprofessional in the way they they take care of their business. And so they're yeah they're they're uptight and and they uh, they're belligerent. You know, because the writing's on the wall for them. It's it's just it's like any other bad job. When you do a, when you have a job and you don't do a good job, the job becomes un, unruly, and you become unruly. Yeah. And eventually you're going to be gone from it. You know. So. Uh-huh. Being professional well, helps I, you uh, ma- maintain. Yes. Exactly. Well, I made a few uh, notes of a, uh, you know, different situations that we find ourselves in on a daily basis. Um, you know, I talked a little bit about being at the customer, and you know things go a lot better. I, you know, I get, get in, if if we're if we've got the right attitude as we go to a customer, things are going to go tremendously better. You know, I was at a at a shipper this morning. I got there about uh, nine thirty, ten o'clock, somewhere right in there. It was after two thirty, almost three o'clock before I was able to get pulled out of there. So in and uh, you know you have situations like that where either the customer is really busy and they can't quite get to it, and Yes, you're going to have places where they just don't feel like doing it, and they're there. But you know, it, it always goes a lot better if you have the right attitude with the customer. You talk to the ladies in the office, or or the shipping manager, or whoever's there that's helping you, the forklift driver, and uh, you know, treat them with respect. Also, have a good attitude about it. You know, there's not not a whole lot you can do to change the situation, and so you've got to, uh, you know, you've you've just got to take take it in stride and and. And have the right attitude about it, and get your work done. And whenever you can get out of there, go ahead and get going, and uh, you know, stay after it. So you know, we've got to make sure that we're we're presenting ourselves properly to our customers, um, um, especially if we're a company driver. You know, it's it's uh, it's not your part, your personal customer. It's the cu- customer for your company, and uh, you get a couple bad drivers in there, and the shipping department decides, hey, we're not going to have any more drivers from that company. Well, not only have you lost out on potential business, but your company may have lost out on millions of dollars of, uh, of potential business. And, uh, you know, they get a lot of, of those kind of things happening, and that company might not be around very much longer because of a few bad rotten apple drivers And uh, there. But... Uh, you know, almost every day we're in and out of a truck stop, at least every other day, depending on how much we need fuel, uh, those kind of things. And, you know, there's a, a lot of common courtesy just at the truck stop itself. Uh, first thing that I, I notice all the time, I guess maybe a pet peeve of mine, is just people just flying through the parking lot. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's a parking lot. <laughs> it's, it's, not the, it's not the Indy 500. This isn't Daytona. 
um, you're not uh, you're not qualifying at Talladega. It, <laughs> it's time to slow down a little bit. And uh, you know, is it really going to save you that much time for you to go those 300 yards? Uh, you know, at 40 miles an hour through the parking lot, <laughs> or or to slow down to 10 or 15 miles an hour and to make your way through there safely. People are walking in and out from the trucks to the to the truck stop. Well, we just got to be careful, be professional in the parking lots. You know, you think of the uh, fuel pumps. Um, when you're done fueling your truck, it's it's common courtesy to pull your truck forward, uh, go inside, get your receipts and things like that, and don't spend forever in the truck stop. I mean, don't pull your truck forward and blocking a, a fuel pump, and now you're in there. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get my shower now. I got 30 minute break. Um, and, you know, you need to get your shower, but not not while you're parked right there. So, uh, you know, make sure you're parking in the right place. And that's another thing that irritates me a lot is, uh, you know, drivers that will pull up at a place, and it very clearly says in about five or six signs along that curb, no parking. Yet they're going to park there because it's their, just their 30-minute break. I won't get towed in 30 minutes. So then they can walk in, get their shower, get whatever Oh, I don't know. You guys see that stuff real often, also. Oh, oh yeah, of course, yeah. Big pet. Yeah, and it's it it bothers everybody. It, it, not only is it irritating that it has the signage there that says no parking, they have it there for a reason. It's so that you can, it's so that the other drivers can 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 maneuver through the parking lot. You know, I mean, these guys are parked in the wrong place, and they make things tough for everybody. You know, uh-huh. and that's exactly. I know that's why it it, it irritates it, it irritates everybody. There's nobody that's not irritated by some guy who's parked right in the middle of the parking lot. You know. Yep. Exactly, and I don't know when this show, this particular episode, is going to air, but uh, as we record this show, last night uh, there was a very large fire in uh, the Flying J at Indianapolis, and. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, had to have a lot of fire trucks. I think they had over 100 firefighters there. But if you're parked in those areas, a lot of times that's uh, because it's a fire lane. That's why they say no parking there. And uh, yeah, exactly. if you're you're blocking the fire lane, I'm sure you're going to be in big trouble, especially if there's a fire. Um, oh yeah. You know, so we we just got to be real careful. And and you know, it being professionals, just it's it, a lot of times it's just common courtesy. Um, you know, and then. Most of our time, when we're actually working, is spent actually out on the road. So we've got to have the proper courtesy out on the road. Um, you know, it's just simple. Take a little pride in your driving. Learn the rules of the road. <laughs> um, I see so many drivers who seem that seem like they they don't even understand proper rules of the road. And I don't know. I see so many four wheelers that conduct uh. themselves that way. Also, I don't know if they just st- stop teaching that kind of stuff in drivers' ed or if nobody's taking it anymore, or what. But, I mean, uh, just common stuff. You know, uh, use your blinker when you change lanes. Um, I mean, it's simple. It's it's not that hard. It's, it's right there on the left. <laughs> so, oh, it, it uh, sometimes you just got to shake your head at, uh, at what you see out here on the road. Um, you know, speeding through the construction zones. I don't know how many times the speed limit says 55 miles an hour. I slow down to 55, and yet there's still two lanes of traffic running through there, and trucks are flying past me all the time. If I'm set right exactly on the speed limit, 
I'm sorry? Like you're standing still. It happens to me all the time, too. Exactly. And so if I'm set right on the speed limit and people are passing me, I know they're speeding. And it's, uh, you know, it, to me it's very unprofessional. Uh, you know, not only is it is it dangerous, I mean, there's uh, people working there. Um, I know a lot of times they have the cones set up or the barrels out there, and there's nobody actually doing any work on the on the road. But that's that's not the standard, whether you see somebody or not. Um, you know, some of the zones say when when workers are present, and that's fine, or when the lights are flashing. But you know, just uh, have a little common courtesy and and slow down through those areas. You're really not going to save that much time. Um, you know, speeding through the construction zones. Um, you know, have some courtesy uh, passing other trucks. You know, I uh, if if your uh, if your truck runs is governed at 65 miles an hour, and you have a truck in front of you that's running at 64 miles an hour, um, you know, it might be a little bit common courtesy to move out of the you know stay in the in the right hand lane till the people behind you get past, then try to pass the guy uh, coming around there. And if you've got one of the trucks that's one mile an hour slower than someone else. You know, sometimes it's just common courtesy, back off a little bit, let him go and get around you and move over in the lane, get back up to speed. You know, you drop five miles an hour and then right back up to speed, you don't lose that much time. <laughs> it's really not going to save you that much. So simple. And yes, uh, we, like, we like to call those uh, elephant races where two trucks are side by side and one's passing the other very slowly because he's just a little bit faster and the other guy doesn't want to turn off his cruise control no matter what. And I'm just like, you are backing traffic up for miles because you guys are doing this. So, okay, slower truck. Turn your cruise control off. Let the guy buy. Reset cruise control. You did not lose any time, I promise. And the guy that exactly the guy got passed anyway. It's not like he won the race; he lost. He'll lose anyway. So <laughs> go ahead, set your cruise control off, and don't make people mad at you. I mean, you will get cut off by so many four wheelers because you made them mad, and that's just an unsafe situation. One of the things, Jason, yeah, uh, going back to what you were talking about in the construction zones, and uh, uh-huh. this applies to uh, speeding in general. Is the, my view of speeding through a construction zone is if you get caught, you're in trouble. You know, you have the chance to get a, a reckless driving ticket because it is a construction zone, and it doesn't make any difference whether there's a, uh, uh, you know, workers there or not. If a police officer pulls you over for speeding in a construction zone, chances are you're going to get more than just a ticket, and it's going to at least be, be double what's going on. Plus, it's going to be reported as speeding in a construction zone. Now, that's bad enough on its own, but any time you're speeding in your truck, you are risking your ability to continue to work in, in the industry that, that you make your money in. Because if, you, if, I mean, if, if you're 15 miles over the speed limit, you can be put out of service for 30 days for doing that. You know? yep. And if it's in a construction zone, you are going to get a, a ticket. So any time you're speeding, you know... It, I mean, guys make it through day in and day out. They make it through these construction zones, but you see guys all the time that are stopped. Those guys are had. They they lost the bet, you know, and the, the bet was <laughs> I could speed and not get caught, and they're going to pay the price for that, and that price could be, if they do it often enough, the, the loss of their jobs. Yeah, yep, and there's exactly. a practical reason to uh, reduce your speed in construction zones as well. Even when there's not any workers present, 
a lot of the times I will drive in a construction zone, there's nobody around, the lane is closed on the right side, but I can see big gaping holes just every few feet where they've been working on the lane. So if you're not going slower and, and paying attention to where your truck is, if, you, if you're driving, say, 70 miles an hour through this construction zone and get distracted for just a minute, I mean, you could just end up in one of those holes. So there's, it, it's it's safer to go the slower speed because you don't know what's going on. There could be uh, lane changes, holes, like I said. They love to do these little curves through construction zone for some reason, We're just, which are just insane. It's just, it's not only practical, but it's safer. So go the speed limit when you're in a construction zone. Exactly. Yep. Um, we talked about passing other trucks. Um, one thing that uh, kind of irritates me a little bit is at nighttime when you're passing other trucks, and I guess the truck driving schools are teaching people to fla flash their bright lights at you when uh, <laughs> when you pass somebody. Um, that one is one of my huge pet peeves. Um, right. Really irritates me because uh, so, you know you're passing a truck, and so when you think you might be about about time to come over into the right lane, where do you look? Is right into that mirror. And as soon as you, it never fails, as soon as you look over in that mirror, boom! There goes those bright lights right in your eyes, and it's yeah. <laughs> to me it's a little dangerous. Um, it would be so yeah. much better if you learned to just turn them off and back on. It's a uh, tremendously better than flashing them in someone's eyes like that. Um, you know, there's a reason that we run dim lights and then bright lights. And you run the brights when there's nobody else on the road and you want to light it up in front of you there. Um, but when there's other people uh, running in front of you or oncoming traffic coming towards you, you want to run those at dim, uh, you know, to keep uh, you know keep from blinding the other person. It's, uh, it's just common courtesy. And uh, <laughs> in general... The uh, the flashing of the lights, I uh, kind of stopped doing that myself. I, I very rarely actually flash my lights at people when they do pass. Um, and I don't really care to have somebody flash them at me necessarily. Because uh, if I can't look in the mirror and tell that I'm far enough ahead of you to come over, I'm still way too close to come over. <laughs> mm -hmm. If it's not obvious. Um, and that's kind of the way I look at it. And I do that more for 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 my safety and for the safety of others around me. Uh, you know, I try to, to be safe and proper in what I do. One of the little rules of thumb that I use, if I'm passing somebody and there's another vehicle behind me, when those two vehicles are side by side and their bumpers are even with each other, then it's six of one, half dozen of the other. You know, I've already got a vehicle that's that close behind me. Um, so if I go ahead and move over, and let that vehicle that's right on my tail pass me, then I haven't really lost a whole lot. Um, and and I'm, you know, I'm I'm still coming over in front, maybe a little bit ahead of what I would like to come over in front of somebody. But uh, especially if they flash their lights and they're aware that I'm going to come over, and uh, and then uh, allow that person to go on by you. That's just kind of my rule of thumb. You know, when those vehicles are even, then it doesn't matter what lane I'm in. Um, it does, uh, you know, when people are passing me, I, I see it more and more common. You know, they get six inches in front of your bumper and they want to come over, and there's nobody behind them, no reason that they need to. Um, to me, that's a that's a courtesy issue. That's a safety issue also, uh, to come over right. way too close in front of somebody else. You know, they teach you in truck driving school you want to be six, seven, eight seconds behind somebody. 
So if you're coming over six less than six, seven, or eight seconds in front of somebody, then <laughs> you're coming over and causing them to be in an unsafe situation, uh, not to mention that it puts you in an unsafe situation. If you have to slam on your brakes for some reason, uh, you know, then you've got them right behind you and nowadays with the proliferation of the dash cameras you know you pull over real quick in front of someone and then have to slam your brakes on uh that dash camera comes out the video comes out and all of a sudden you're not only uh uh not only in uh, in violation by for causing an accident but possible fraud for uh you know insurance fraud even though you didn't intend to uh but that kind of stuff that lawyers are pushing for that kind of stuff all the time and we've just got to be very careful to protect ourselves even if that's not our intention. So, I mean, a lot, there's times when a driver will come over right in front of me, and, I mean, just a few feet in front of me, way too close. And sometimes you can just tell. I mean, they're passing you. You can tell as soon as he comes across there, he's going to come over in my lane. I'm already checking my left mirror. There's nobody behind him. He comes over. I switch lanes back over to the left lane because there's nobody behind me anyway. I'm not holding anybody up. Now I'm not there. He gets you know, ahead of me far enough, now I can come back over safely and follow at a safe following distance. So the, just a few little rules of thumb that I use on the road, uh, not only for courtesy, but for safety. Yeah, uh, what about the, with uh, people, trucks, and cars that are on the shoulder? What, what should we do in that situation that's safe and courteous? Oh, definitely. If you can change lanes, uh, you want to change lanes. Most of the states now have laws that say you, you're required to change lanes for emergency vehicles, police, uh, road construction, anything with flashing lights, uh, wreckers, uh, you know, anything like that. But it's also common courtesy to do that if there's just a, a four-wheeler, a car on the side of the road, or a truck that happens to be parked there. Maybe he's broke down, whether he's got triangles out or not. If you have the opportunity to slide over into that other lane and give him a full lane of space between you and him, that's just so much better for everybody. You know, you never know if a guy just not thinking, just jumps out of that, uh, hops that door open and jumps out of that truck, and boom, you're right there. Uh, you'll live with that the rest of your life. Um, uh -huh. You know, and it's something so simple could be avoided. Now, I understand there's times when there's a vehicle beside you, and you've definitely got to make sure of that before you change lanes. Check your mirrors. Make sure that you're safe. Um, there's a lot of times when I just have to move over as far as I can in my lane and ride right on that dotted line just to give that person over there in the shoulder as much space as I can. Um, if it's right. emergency vehicles, the law requires that you either move over or slow down. Now, they don't put a limit on it on what you have to slow down, but um, I've heard a lot of officers say, rule of thumb, we want you to slow down about 20 miles an hour from what you're running. You know, So you're running at 70, they kind of want you to slow down to 50. Um, maybe that's a little too slow, but make an effort to do everything you can to make that situation as safe as possible. And we've got Highway Patrol out here, uh, county sheriffs, uh, all of these different law enforcement officials, and uh, they put their lives in that kind of situation every single day. They're stopping to help a motorist, or they've got to enforce the law by pulling over a speeding, or uh, someone that's speeding, or driving erratically or recklessly, or something on that order. And uh, we've got to give them every benefit that we can. And not only them, but then it's just common courtesy for the general public when they're in that situation. Now, one of the things that I do when uh, when I come up and I can't get over is I hit the jakes and let the let the officer know 
that I'm slowing down, and he can also hear me coming up on him. Oh, that's so, a good idea. You know, he accidentally walk that's out, uh, you know, or something like that. Because you know? if you can't get over, you can't go over. That's all there is to it. And you, you yeah. know, it is your job to slow down. And that's the only way I can figure out that they know I'm slowing that's down. A, that's an excellent tip, Rick. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, that, that's a great tip. I had... I, I run with my jakes on a lot. Uh, you know, when I'm actually out on the interstate running down the road, I normally have the jakes on. So if I, you know, have to tap the clutch or tap the brake, and then those it starts, you know, the engine brake kind of helps uh, help slow down. Um, so that's that's a great idea, great tip there. Um, thing, but you know, uh, we're going back to the. No, no, go ahead, go we're ahead, go ahead. Well, we're actually running close okay. on time. Okay, so. one more thing here. Okay. Uh, Going back to the the, the uh, trucks that cut in on you, when it's raining okay. out, those trucks that cut in like that, you can't see. Right. They they totally yeah. blind you. And I do exactly what you do. If they cut in and I and I've got room to get over, I I switch lanes on them. Mhm. You know. Yep. Exactly. I'm with you on that. Well, uh, let me hit these other things real quick. Um, you know, you ought to be uh, courteous on the CB. You know, I don't hardly use the CB very much because it's such a such a mess. Uh, so much there but when you have to do that uh, you know i have a saying that i've adapted from something else i say it's better to be thought a fool than to key up your mic and remove all doubt um <laughs> i think some people some people uh need to learn that but uh so you got to be courteous on the you know on the cb uh be professional i know most of the time it's over the other truck drivers but but still it's uh you know it's it's having that attitude and having that that whole your your whole mindset of being professional. And then, you know, the last thing I wanted to hit real quick is uh, dealing with law enforcement. Um, you know, there's, we're going to, we're going to bump into law enforcement uh, many times throughout your career in uh, trucking, whether it's being pulled in at the scales, whether, you know, they're pulling you over just to run a DOT inspection, whether you've uh, committed a, uh, a traffic violation that they've got to stop you for, or, or even just being involved in an accident. I uh, had that privilege today. I was uh, slowing huh. down at a interchange, getting ready to make an interchange from from uh, I-35 North to 435 there in Lenexa, Kansas, and uh, slowed down to about 20, 25 miles an hour, and a lady rear-ended me right in the back of the trailer. Boom. Huh. Um, absolutely totaled her car. So I had the opportunity to deal with law enforcement today, you know, and the things you got to remember, first of all, be respectful to law enforcement. If they pulled you over even for a traffic violation, it's going to go so much better if you act, conduct yourself professionally, be respectful to them. You know, have your license out, get your, have your papers in order. Most of the companies, if you're driving for them, have a book that they keep all their paperwork in for all your permits, all your registration, insurance, all that stuff. You have to, you know, and um, have that handy be ready to go with that, be able to hand it to him, give him everything he needs, you know, keep your papers in order. But, uh, you know, make sure that you're just got the right attitude. Um, you know, we as human beings have a uh, tendency in our natural state to uh, <laughs> to display our displeasure, uh, even unconsciously. You know, we're, we're annoyed that we got stopped or we got caught or we're, we're, we want to keep going. And here this officer is holding us up for some reason or another. And uh, it's very easy to show your annoyance, to uh, to let him know that you're not happy with what he's doing. And that just doesn't help the situation. You've got to, uh, 
you know, get have the right attitude when you deal with law enforcement, and uh, you know, it's going to go so much better. Um, but really, overall, it's it's getting a mindset of professionalism and getting an attitude that you know I'm out here to do a job and I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to conduct myself in the uh, when I'm out here in public um, professionally. And uh, you know, I see a lot of truck drivers who aren't doing that, um, and I see a lot who are. And uh, you know, don't be that guy. That's uh, <laughs> that's. Uh, not conducting himself right, and that uh, someday we're going to have a story on the podcast uh, of him doing whatever he's doing. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what I had today, as far as uh, as far as that. And I'm sure there's so many more things that we could hit as far as being professional. Um, but, and uh, we could do a whole on being professional. I mean, that's that's actually a, a top. And we probably will. Yeah, I'm yep. sure I'm sure we will. And <laughs> I know that's a, that's a big thing with you, so uh, we will definitely have you on when we do that show. So, um Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much for all all your uh information. And it was some good stuff and some yep. good tips and we uh look forward to talking to you on another episode. All right. Well, good to talk to you. We'll catch you later. All good right. night. Okay, and we're going to close out the show. Closing out the show here with uh, saying on these first ten podcasts, I want to do this each time because this is the kind of the gist of what we're talking about. It's a quote from Larry Wingett, one of our trucking friends. He's a best-selling author. He says, love what you do enough to become excellent at it. Otherwise, you don't. Okay. Good night. Thanks, everybody. Good night.